Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode of Strong Men, Strong Marriages, Emotional Fair, How to Recover If I Had One. So this is if you were the one having the emotional fair, you're the husband, uh, you did this and you're trying to recover after it, uh, you're going to get some great tips today. I work with a lot of guys in this situation. Uh, my name is Mike Frazier, MD. I'm a psychiatrist and I help and marriage coach. And I help high achieving Christian men have more intimate marriages. So we're sharing a couple of wins from uh, the guys in our group. So guys in our group, they're getting great results. They're getting increased physical intimacy in their marriages. They're able to stick to boundaries that they need to stick to, standing up for themselves appropriately, which is awesome. Uh, one of the guys was invited to move back in, which is great. He was, you know, in a kind of separation phase and, um, and so I wanted him to, to move in, which is great. Uh, increased confidence, just kind of in general. And then for me this week, I've really been working on controlling my temper. It's been going great, you know, getting uh, uh, proving to myself, my wife, and my kids that I can do that, which has been excellent. So what is an emotional affair, right? Talk about the emotional affair definition. Uh, today, again, we're talking about what to do if you had the emotional affair. And next episode, we'll be talking about what to do if your wife had an emotional affair. So you'll want to listen to both episodes. You can understand both sides of it. So if you had the emotional affair, you understand what you put her through, right? And her experience. And, um, you know, if, uh, if she was the one that had the emotional affair, you'll want to understand your own experience and kind of how things, how things happen. So, but as far as defining an emotional affair, to me, the easiest definition is that you wouldn't want your wife or your kids to see the way that you're interacting with this woman. Right. If you're trying to hide it, you feel like you need to hide it, you're probably having an emotional affair. People will try to like parse that up, but like that's the sense, you know. So what are the signs? So part of this comes from a, a, an article on Very Well Mind. So they say it's, you know, sharing intimate information, okay, about your hopes, dreams, fears, things you wouldn't necessarily share with other people. Kept secret. Again, that's the big thing. You know, you're hiding it because you know something's not quite right here. And then there's some sexual attraction present. Right. Even though you pretend like maybe it's not there, it is there. Right. That's right. And you're having an emotional affair. So a little bit different than if you're just like have a guy friend and you're spending like tons of time with that guy friend. Right. Where, you know, some people will say that's an emotional affair, but like the sexual attraction part isn't there. It could well be that you're taking away from your marriage by not sharing things with your wife that you should. We'll get into that more, but maybe not really an emotional affair there. So some key indicators right? You're sharing more with this other woman than you are with your wife about what you're thinking, about what you're feeling, all of that. Okay. Again, the hugest one is you hide these conversations and interactions or you minimize the relationship. So you're saying stuff like, oh, she's just a friend. You're overreacting. And you know, when your wife's like, why are you always talking to this girl? You're like, oh, she's just a friend. She's just a coworker, right? You're deleting text messages, huge key. You're slamming the computer screen down, right? You're meeting her in secret, right? You're going out to lunch and kind of justifying it like, oh, you know, we're just friends. We're spending time together, okay? And again, the biggest key, you wouldn't want your spouse or your kids listening into your conversations or viewing those messages, right? Another big sign is you're complaining about your wife to this other woman. Oh yeah, you understand me. My wife doesn't, that kind of thing, Okay. Again, you find yourself sexually attracted to this woman, whether or not you act on it. You know, that's kind of the the line between an emotional affair and a sexual affair. 
you fantasize about being with this woman. That's a big sign, right? You're out of time thinking, man, it would just be so much easier if I was with this girl instead of my wife. Okay. So what are the emotional affair stages? Okay. And this is really just steps off the cliff, right? How you really terminate your marriage by being unfaithful. Okay. So usually the stages are, you know, a woman shows some kind of interest to you, in you. Okay. You're already kind of struggling in your marriage and you kind of get this attention from someone else and you're like, oh, wow, you know, this is interesting. So you start, you know, talking with this other woman. Okay. Maybe then you start to flirt with her. Maybe you're a coworker that's in person, or maybe it's over messaging. If you've met her online or something. Okay. You hide the messages from your wife. This is how you know you're in trouble because in intimate marriage, you're not hiding stuff from each other. Okay. You're being honest with each other. It takes courage to do that. You know, the big part of this, of having an emotional affair is that you are not being courageous, right? You're hiding and that's not strong. That's weak, right? It's unattractive. Okay. So then, you know, you're hiding these messages. You start flirting with her in person. Okay. And then you start to think uh, or wish your wife were more like this other woman, right? Come oh, man, I wish my wife was understanding like you. I wish my wife dressed like you. I wish I wish, wish my wife <laughs> try to say that five times fast. Wish my wife. I wish my wife was you know this way or that way. Again, you complain about your wife to this woman. Right? You start to prefer to spend time with this other woman instead of your wife. Okay. Yeah, you use communication with her as an escape from your marriage stress. This is a huge one, right? And eventually, you wish you were with her instead of your wife, and then an emotional affair can turn physical, right? Then eventually you get a separation or a divorce. You start a new relationship. And guess what, though? You repeat the same problem because you were looking for greener pastures and you thought, oh, like this woman's going to give me what I want. But if you've listened to this podcast for a while, and if you, if you haven't, go back to the first few episodes. It comes down to the mosquito cycle, right? You are trying to get something from this woman, <laughs> okay? So, you know, in your marriage, here's what happened. So you're doing the mosquito cycle. So what this is, is you do quote unquote nice things for your wife, right? You cook, you clean, you do the dishes, you take care of the kids, right? And because you do that, or maybe just because you're married and a Christian, right? Because you are, you provide for her financially, right? Because you're doing these things, you expect back something from her. And you, what you expect is attention, appreciation, affection, and sex, right? And so that expectation actually is the problem because you're really treating your wife like a prostitute through this. Okay. So when she doesn't give it to you, because she senses, you know, you're trying to get this from her, it's manipulative. She senses it. She stops giving you attention, appreciation, affection, and sex. Then you start getting mad, right? Then you get mad at her or you escape right into pornography. Or in this case, you escape to another woman. Okay. Then later you feel guilty. You try to do nice things or eventually you just kind of like check out altogether. You're like, fine, I'm not going to do nice things at all anymore. Just escape completely into this emotional affair right? So again, the emotional affair where it comes from is, well, I'm doing all these nice things at home. I'm not getting any appreciation. Okay. I'm going to go find it somewhere else. And then you found it, right? You're getting attention, appreciation, affection, and sex. Now, if you look back, you'll probably see that this same pattern happened with your wife, right? At first she was giving you these things that you wanted, but what happened was she eventually figured out, oh, this actually isn't about me, right? He doesn't actually care about me. He just wants something from me. And that's why she shut it down. Okay. But again, coming back to the emotional affair, right? The reason you're in it is you're quote unquote getting your needs met. And so you feel kind of justified in doing it. Okay. So you're like, man, I do so much for my wife. She doesn't appreciate it. At least someone will. At least this woman cares. She listens. She finds me attractive. Right. 
So you feel guilty for what you're doing, but you also feel kind of justified because you're like, look, I'm putting it in my side in the marriage and my wife's not. So I have the right to go and find it somewhere else. Another big thing here is that whole attitude, even though you're like, oh, I don't want my wife to find out because I don't want to hurt her, right? That's a lie. That's a lie. You know this hurts your wife. You know you're breaking your marriage vows. You know it hurts her, okay? So don't act like it's just like, oh, I just want to escape. I'm not really trying to hurt her. Of course you're trying to hurt her. Like when you're angry at someone, the things you do are designed to hurt them, okay? They're designed to hurt the other person, right? So when you're having this affair out of anger, out of frustration to your wife, you are trying to hurt her. So don't pretend like you're not, okay? So that's how you got into this mess. So how do you get out of it, right? So you have to restore the three pillars that create a great marriage. And those are trust, communication, and intimacy. So the big one for you, right, is going to be restoring trust. So you've got to take responsibility for your actions, right? You are in a huge lack of integrity and honesty here because you have prioritized somebody else. You're hiding things. You're behaving in ways that you don't want your wife to see because you know they're wrong, okay? Especially if you're justifying it or minimizing it or saying, oh, and it's not that big a deal. You're really out of integrity then because you're lying to yourself and to your wife. Okay. The other thing you're doing, you're storing selfish and hurtful behavior. So selfish because you really are not caring about her when you go somewhere else, right? And hurtful, again, because as much as you say, I'm not trying to hurt my wife with this, you are. You just are. Okay. So another word for selfish and hurtful is narcissistic and sadistic, right? Now there's like more um, accurate descriptions or definitions of those things. But the way most people talk about it, really, that's what it boils down to. Narcissistic means you're too selfish. You don't really care about the other person. And sadistic meaning you're just mean and hurtful. And you maybe take some enjoyment in that. Okay. Because really, when you have this emotional affair, you are kind of taking enjoyment in it. You like that someone else is giving you attention. And it's kind of like a little burn on your wife. Like, huh, yeah, you won't do it. So look, someone else will. You know, it's, it's hurtful to her. And you kind of like that. Okay. So, to restore trust, right? You've got to take a complete and honest inventory of yourself as a husband, okay? You got to look, how have I been acting in negative, unattractive ways that would make my wife want to create emotional distance from me, right? How have I been whiny? How have I been needy? How have I been dishonest? How have I been losing my temper, right? In what ways have I really driven her away? You know, looking at that mosquito cycle, am I behaving in this negative, unattractive way? Are you dependent on your spouse, on your wife, you know, for your self-worth? Are you dependent on others for your self-worth? Probably yes. Actually, almost 100% yes, or else you would not be in an emotional affair, okay? You're trying to get that sense of self from somebody else. You didn't get it from your wife, so now you're looking elsewhere to get that sense of, oh, I'm important and valued, okay? For this to work long-term, you need to get that sense from inside or ideally from God, right? If you're a Christian person, God can give you that sense of self-worth. So you need to do all that, right? Look at the things that are wrong and then step into integrity, right? You need to end communication with this other woman as soon as possible. And you need to be honest with your wife about it. It's just what needs to happen, okay? You need to reestablish trust if you want emotional affair recovery, okay? So the way you rebuild trust, I like to use the example of a, a brick house. So trust is like a brick house and it's built one brick at a time. What are those bricks? a promise that's made and kept, okay? So when you have an emotional affair, you pretty much knock down that house, okay? Your wife does not trust you anymore. She should not trust you. So if you want to build trust back up, you need to make promises and keep them. 
what, what speeds this up is if she can actually verify the things that you say. So, you know, practical example, say you're going to take the trash out, you do it. Say you're going to be at home at a certain time, you are. Okay. If you want to, you know, some couples find it helpful and some don't, you know, this is a personal decision for the couple, but you could put some software on your phone, your computer, because you're going to say, oh no, I didn't contact her. I didn't contact her. But your wife can't really trust that. So if you take the step and say, hey, look, I want you to be able to verify this. You don't have to check it, but I want to know, I want you to know that you have access anytime. Okay. So like there's software like MSpy or Spy Bubble or ones I've recommended. I don't have any affiliation with them or anything. It doesn't really matter what you use, just so that your wife can verify, okay, he said he didn't contact her and he didn't. Now, because of what you did, there's always a doubt in her mind that you'll still find a way around it. And that's just your, that's your consequence, man. Like you put the seeds down. This is the harvest, right? You were dishonest. The harvest is your wife doesn't trust you. That's just what happens. And so over time, again, the way you're going to build that back, make and keep your promises as much as possible. Have her verify those because that's what will speed up the process. Okay. So it takes time, takes honesty, right? Anytime you tell a little lie, it's like taking five bricks out instead of one after an affair or 10 bricks. Okay. So just stay consistent. Got to stay consistent. Okay. And this is where, you know, my program can really help is by really practicing being honest, even in difficult situations. Okay. Right. So trust, restore trust by making and keeping promises. Okay. And becoming clean about everything about the emotional affair. It's how you start emotional affair recovery if you were the one that had the emotional affair. Okay. Step two, improving communication. So emotional affairs, what they come from is poor communication in marriage, right? So <clears throat> first of all, you broke trust, right? And the communication had fallen apart probably before this. So, you know, ask yourself, how good are you at actually listening to and deeply understanding your wife? Okay. I don't want to hear about she doesn't understand me. I want us to hear about you saying, how well do I understand my wife? How well do I know her hopes, dreams, and fears? How do I understand her experience of me and how it's negative and how she doesn't like the things that I'm doing? Okay, you probably don't understand any of that, right? Even though you're so sure she doesn't care about you, right? You probably don't really care about her either is the bottom line, where you view her in a negative light, okay? And that's what drives her away more than anything else. So you want to listen to the next episode to really understand her reaction to all of this right? And what she's going through on the receiving end of your emotional affair. Okay. It's not pretty. It is very difficult. And the more you actually get into that and understand her, the better chance you have of coming out of this on top, right? And with a better marriage. So getting really good at listening to understand your wife. Now that requires emotional regulation, which also you're not very good at if you're running outside your marriage to get emotional support. Okay. So another question is how often do you clearly ask for what you want? Okay, you're probably not very good at this either. You probably just complain without actually asking for what you want. Oh, you don't do this enough. You don't do that enough. You don't have sex with me. Why? Right? Instead of asking in a way that's effective. Okay. Then how good are you at getting to win-win agreements on things like money, sex, parenting, in-laws, religion, housework, um, time, right? How good are you at splitting all that up? Probably not very good. You probably feel like you're losing or, you know, your wife feels like you're losing, or you both feel like you're losing, right? So good communication, it's these things. How well can you listen and understand your wife? How well can you express yourself? How good are you at getting to win-win agreements? Okay. When you can do this, you're in a great spot in your marriage. So you need to build those skills up to recover from an emotional affair. Okay. 
So the last step is creating intimacy. Okay. People, they turn to emotional affairs because they want this sense of intimacy, but really it's not intimacy. It's they want a sense of validation, right? They want, so you went here because this woman's telling you how wonderful you are basically. Okay. So she's telling you, Oh, you're so great. I admire you so much. Oh, you're so handsome. Right. If I was your wife, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't treat you this way. You know, you're hearing all this. And so it feels good. You're getting validated right? But that's not intimacy. And it always fades away, especially because you haven't addressed the core issues that are making you go away from your wife. Basically, you don't have integrity, right? Because you've done this, okay? You're not very good at communication, okay? So you're not going to have intimacy because you're seeking for this validation, right? Instead of coming from a strong place, okay? So it fades away. And with this girl, it's going to fade away too, okay? Don't think your emotional affair is going to turn into a great relationship because it won't because you don't have the skills to do it. It's not going to. It always fades away. That validation always fades away. Has to. Okay. Because eventually she senses you're empty, right? You need her to fill you up all the time. And that's gross. Right? She gets sick of it. Okay. So intimacy, where does it come from? It comes from courage, right? It comes from a sense of self-worth that is strong. Okay. So you can share what's important to your wife, even and especially if she doesn't like it. Okay. This is where it really happens. So in our marriage, right, my wife was actually the more intimate person a lot of times for us, you know, with uh, religion, she was able to tell me some concerns she had, even though she knew I wouldn't like it. You know, with parenting, we recently had some discussions that really helped me grow. With sex, I was more on my side. I had to be intimate and tell her what was important to me so that we could grow that side of our relationship. Again, these were conversations that were hard, but that were, you know, true to us. You know, she had to be true to herself in what she believed religiously, even though she knew I wouldn't like it. She had to be true about parenting. I had to be true about sex, even though I knew she wouldn't like it, right? That's what creates intimacy. And then you use those communication skills to figure out, okay, how do we get to a win-win here? Okay. You stay true to what's important to you. You listen, you use those skills and you get to those win-win agreements. Okay. So what does this generate? Okay. This process generates incredible respect, deep love, and this sense of like, we can get through anything together. Okay. That's how I feel about my wife and I know we have bumps all the time. You know, this parenting thing just happened this past week, but I know we can get through it because we've done it a bunch of times now. Right. And that's where you can get to, but you need these skills in place. Okay. Some breakable intimate marriage. The other thing that happens is this leads to passion, right? Well, I like to say it takes sparks to make a fire, right? So if you're just all around, you know, there's no conflict, there's nothing going on. A lot of times passion is not there. So when you have these you know, you're able to express things. You have this kind of bumping up against each other. You watch any romantic movie, right? Romantic comedies, especially. My wife and I, we've been watching Bridgerton lately. Recommend it. Good show. Um, but like the, the it's season two that we're in right now. And the, the two characters, and you'll see this in like almost every movie. The two characters at first that end up falling in love at first never like each other. Almost never. They're butting heads all the time there's just this, you know, conflict there, but because they're able to stand up for themselves, right? They grow to respect each other and that leads to passion and love and intimacy. Okay. That's what happens, right? But it takes courage to do that and strength to do that. Okay. It takes sparks to make a fire again. Also adding on an ability to flirt and have fun and all that helps there. Okay. So in summary, the reason you had an emotional affair was to get attention, appreciation, and affection from someone else because you were not getting it from your wife. Okay. That's why you did it. Right. But by doing this, you acted in selfish 
or narcissistic and hurtful or sadistic ways. Okay. And it's based on this ability to, well, an inability to act in integrity, to have courage, an inability to manage your own self-worth instead of trying to get it from your wife. Okay. So all that has to be in place so you don't do this again. Okay. So to recover, you got to rebuild trust again by building that sense of strength in yourself, by being completely honest, by making and keeping your promises. You got to build these communication skills and you have to add to that real intimacy, the ability to discuss difficult things, get through it together. Okay. And also add fun, flirting, and passion to that. Okay. So if you want to learn how to do all that, if you want to recover from an emotional affair, you're probably going to need some help. I'm very good at this, right? I can help you get through this. Okay. So learn how to do it in my program at strongmenstrongmarriages.com. Click on work with me or click on the link in the, in the show notes below and let's get to work. You know, let's restore that trust communication into see and get you that marriage that you want where your wife is just happy and excited to see you. You have that love, you have that connection, you have that intimacy and you leave that legacy for your children to follow. Okay. It's a process. It can be done. I'd love to help you. Again, come visit MikeFraserMD.com or StrongMenStrongMarriages.com. Click on work with me. You'll fill out an application and then we'll have a call that will uh, review the application on the call. All right. Looking forward to hearing from you. Stay strong. Again, that's for high achieving Christian men who want more intimate marriages. So again, StrongMenStrongMarriages.com. Stay strong, men. We will see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.